the seven chakras, swirling vortices of energy positioned throughout our body from the base of the spine to the crown of the head. For thousands of years, this ancient wisdom has been passed on from master to disciple. What are the functions of these energy centers? And could these chakras help you unlock your destiny and find your true purpose? Welcome to My 7 Chakras, and now your host, Aditya Jai Kumar. One of my all-time favorite movies is Lord of the Rings. And in this episode, I'm going to be revealing four hidden spiritual life lessons from the movie trilogy Lord of the Rings that will help you transform your life. By the way, my name is AJ and you are listening to My 7 Chakras, my7chakras.com, the show where we help you experience more healing, more awakening and more abundance. By the way, I'm recording this episode from my home in Vancouver, British Columbia, and it is an amazingly beautiful day today. So before diving in, let me set up the context. Let me tell you why I loved those movies so much. You see, when when I was a kid, I wasn't an average kid. I didn't get good grades in class. I didn't really have a group uh, that I could hang out with. I felt lonely most of the time, like I was from a different planet. I just enjoyed doing things that most children my age didn't. And there was a phase in my life when I had fallen sick and I had grown so weak that I was like, is this going to be happening forever? I just wanted a glimpse of some magic, something to hold on to, something that assured me that things are going to be alright, that there is a hero in every one of us and Lord of the Rings the trilogy provided that for me and this was the very first time when I thought to myself and when I sort of realized that uh, what we see is not all there is there is a mysterious force that governs everything around us so in a way this trilogy paved the way for my spiritual journey now in case you haven't watched the movies yet i highly recommend that you watch all three of them when you get a chance and if you have watched them um, then let's revisit the four instances from the trilogy that provide us with powerful spiritual lessons for our journey and don't worry even if you haven't watched the movies yet you are going to be able to relate to what I share with you today because I'm not just going to relate to the scene but also provide certain meaningful lessons that we can draw from it that you can apply into your own life as well. Sounds good? Now, the plot synopsis of the movie is as follows. The future of civilization in a world called Middle-earth rests in the fate of the One Ring which has been lost for centuries. Powerful evil forces are unrelenting in their search for it, but as fate would have it, the ring finds its way into the hands of a young hobbit named Frodo Baggins who inherits the ring and steps into legend. A daunting task lies ahead for Frodo when he becomes the ring bearer to destroy the one ring in the fires of Mount Doom where it was forged. So, with that in mind, let's begin. Lesson number one from the movie, 
leaving the Shire. You see, the central character in this movie is Frodo Baggins, who is a hobbit from a small town called the Shire. The hobbits are one of the species that inhabit Middle-earth, and they're small in stature and are about a life of relaxation and enjoyment. They love their food, their drinks, their tea, their smokes, their parties, and their afternoon naps. That's pretty much it. They don't go beyond the borders of the Shire. Very few have. But because of the ring that Frodo inherits somewhere down the line, he's taken on a journey, on an adventure far beyond the comfort zone of the Shire to meet elves and dwarves and men and wizards, to lands of danger and happiness and magic and darkness. Now, Frodo's uncle, Bilbo Baggins, was a hobbit of adventure and unlike the rest of the hobbits in the Shire, he yearned to leave the Shire and embark on adventures. And from the stories that he had heard from his uncle Bilbo, Frodo always knew deep down that his destiny was waiting to unfold. He always felt that itch for travel, for adventure, for going beyond and, and finding what he was truly made of. In the same way, there's a Frodo in each and every one of us that silently tugs at our heart every day. And every time we go into a job that we don't like or we do something that goes against what we truly believe in, deep down every time we pursue something that is not our calling and every time we settle for something that is average and monotonous, that voice reminds us that our true calling lies somewhere else. That voice tells us, just buy that plane ticket and leave this place. Just leave it. Action Tribe, don't ignore that silent, faint inner voice. It has your best interests. All right. Lesson number two. Now, this lesson is called the unexpected hero. You see, when we think about a hero, we're usually used to seeing people who are strong and ferocious and six-packed, broad-chested with big muscles, right? That's what Hollywood has shown us all the while. That's the conventional hero that we are used to seeing on the big screen. But in this movie, the main character, Frodo, is anything but that. Without Frodo taking care of the ring and going to the fires of Mount Doom to destroy that ring, everything would come to a certain end. Frodo was the unconventional, the unexpected hero. And it was his small and meek stature that allowed him to go mostly unnoticed into the fires of Mount Doom amidst the forces of evil that were protecting that place. I still remember the scene at the elven town of Rivendell where the council met for the first time to discuss the fate of the ring and who was going to take care of it and who was going to destroy it. And all the leaders at some point began fighting and blaming and arguing. And out of the shadows comes little Frodo saying that he is willing to take up the responsibility of the ring. And there's a silence and everyone's surprised. 
The lesson over here, Action Tribe, is to realize that we each have a hero within us and that we don't have to live up to the expectations of the world. We don't need to measure up to the status quo. You, you don't have to be conventional. You can be your own unique, strange, different self and still be the hero that this world is hoping for. It is the strength and courage within you that counts. It is your inner essence that matters. Not that outward appearance that people tend to hang on to so much, but your inner valiant, resilient warrior. Does that make sense? Okay, so moving on to lesson number three, which is the return of Gandalf. So Gandalf is one of the main characters in the movie and is a wizard and he's a mentor to Frodo in helping him achieve his goal of destroying the ring without succumbing to the temptation of wanting to have the ring for himself. And along the journey, deep down in the ancient mines of Moria, Gandalf encounters a large, ferocious fire monster called the Balrog. And in a bid to protect the fellowship of the ring, the individuals who were selected to protect Frodo and ensure that the ring is destroyed, Gandalf fights the monster. And in a quick change of events, he is pulled by the monster's fiery tail into a dark, deep abyss. And he disappears into the darkness below. And then there is a silence. And everyone thinks that that's the end. Gandalf is no more and is consumed by the fire monster Balrog. Were they right? No, they were wrong. The Fellowship meets Gandalf much later in the trilogy in a deep dark forest where the trees are speaking to one another. That's one of the most powerful scenes in this movie where you have Legolas the elf, Gimli the dwarf and Aragorn uh, sort of finding their way through this mysterious forest and they can hear the whispers of the trees and there's a lot of magic all around when all of a sudden Legolas senses some powerful magic and he tells Aragorn that he thinks it is an evil powerful wizard Saruman who is nearby and within a matter of seconds they brace themselves for an attack of black magic when all of a sudden they are taken aback and there's a flash of white light and they discover that it is in fact their old friend Gandalf who is not dead but has come back one more time to save them. And then uh, Gandalf recalls his story of that fateful night when he fought and fought and fought the Balrog and ultimately defeated the fire monster. And then he shares something really mystical. And it seems like uh, Gandalf had a powerful spiritual awakening that turned him from Gandalf the Grey that he was before to Gandalf the White, who he is now. And he says, and I'm going to attempt a Gandalf voice now. Darkness took over me, and I strayed 
out of thought and time, stars wheeled overhead, and every day was as long as a life age of the earth. But it was not the end. I felt life in me again. Think about these words, Action Tribe, how powerful they are. The message from this scene is really clear. Gandalf had an awakening. There might be situations in your life where you feel like everything is coming crumbling down over you, where you feel like you have no strength left, where you feel like this is the end. Uh, know that this is not actually the end, but it's actually your beginning. Your struggles, your failures, your challenges will actually form the conditions for your awakening and you will rise up like a phoenix. People may have dismissed you or forgotten you, but your journey isn't over yet. You will have arisen like a phoenix out of the ashes to finish your journey and save the people who depend on you. And when you come back, you will have awakened. You won't be Gandalf the Grey. You will have turned into Gandalf the White. You might not even recognize how much you've changed. And when people call you by an old name or refer to something that you used to do often years ago, you might look back and say, hmm, yeah, that's right. I have come a long way. So have faith and know that the universe is here to protect you. There's nothing as powerful as the human spirit. And you, my friend, are a part of the collective human consciousness. And for that, you are special. So moving on to lesson number four, which I've reserved for the very last, because it is by far the most incredible scenes on the big screen. In fact, when this scene ended in the theater, I still remember that the audience clapped and whistled. Everyone could feel it. It's one of those moments when everyone was united. So here's the scene. This was the battle at Helm's Deep. And basically what's happening in this scene is that the good guys who are Legolas the Elf, Gimli the Dwarf, and Aragorn, the main characters of the movie, they're left with about 1,000 people to defend the fort at Helm's Deep from an attack from a giant army of orcs which largely outnumber them. And slowly but surely, they were getting more and more and more worried because it's cold, it's dark, it's rainy, and the enemy is getting closer and closer to them, crushing down doors and barricades and shooting rockets and missiles and moving in. And the orcs, with the help of black magic from the Wizard of Saruman, seem to be getting stronger and stronger every minute. And, and soon things were getting out of control because the enemy had blasted down the final gate and had gained access to the fortress. They were inside now. What do you do when you have no strength left and little to no chance of survival? Because the enemy 
seems way more powerful than you are. What do you do when people around you are giving up one by one and there's only a glimmer of hope left in you? What do you do when the dreams you had once seem bleak and you only have a few moments left to act, to take a decision? So in the scene, Theoden the king said to Aragorn, So much death. What can men do against such reckless hate? And then Aragorn replied, Ride out with me. Ride out and meet them. For death and glory, for Rohan, for the people. And then the king says, The harm of Helm Hammerhand shall sound in the deep one last time. Let this be the hour when we draw swords together. Now Aragorn knew deep down that Gandalf had told him, Look to the east at dawn when the sun first shines. But how could he be sure? What if someone had ambushed or even defeated Gandalf along the way? But they went out to confront the orcs anyway on their horses, to go down swinging one last time, valiantly and with the heart of a warrior. And then, when they're in the middle of the battlefield, almost getting engulfed by the darkness of the orc forces, almost destroyed completely and vanquished, a light shines at the peak of the mountain. And then Aragorn sees Gandalf, and Gandalf rides down the mountain with a thousand powerful horsemen and crashes and vanquishes and destroys the orc forces. And once again, light prevails over darkness and the journey goes on. So many lessons from this. Firstly, I've not met you personally, Action Tribe, but I know many of you are facing many struggles and difficulties. Financial, health, relationships, purpose, social, you name it. But I know that you've been very strong and held on so far because you're a warrior. Sometimes in life, you might find yourself in the very same situation with the metaphorical enemy right at your door. At such a moment, you have two choices. You can either retreat and accept defeat or you can go all in. You meet your darkness. You meet your pain. You go through the emotions. You embrace the truth no matter how painful it is to bear. You fight the enemy. You push your limits and you find out how far you can go. You test your spirit and most importantly at the back of your mind you have full faith that the light is coming to rescue you because the universe will never abandon you. It knows exactly how much you can bear. 
Sometimes it just waits a little longer to test you, to help you grow, to help you discover your powerful and valiant warrior self. But I promise you, if you hold on long enough, the light will come gliding down the mountain with the force of a thousand horses and rid you and cleanse you of the darkness that has been troubling you all along. That is my prophecy for you, Action Tribe. And there you go. Those were the four lessons for today. I hope this was valuable to you. If you haven't watched the movies yet, I highly recommend you do. I appreciate you for allowing me to revisit my childhood memories of watching this movie with my family in the theater. Reach out to me. Tell me what you felt of this episode. Did it touch you somewhere within? Did it remind you of something? Did it bring back some nostalgic fond memories? I'd love to know. Hit me up on Instagram. I'm at my7chakras. That's at my7chakras. Or just email me aj at my7chakras.com. And if you consider yourself one with Action Tribe, then know that we are soon launching the Action Tribe Energy Circle where you will learn the tools, the tips and methods to experience more healing, more abundance and more awakening in your life. I've invited some amazing teachers and shamans and Reiki masters and mentors in this fellowship. So don't forget to jump on our waiting list because I've got some amazing goodies in store for you really soon. The link you need is my7chakras.com forward slash waitlist. That's my7chakras.com waitlist. Again, this is a call to all folks who consider themselves part of Action Tribe. This is going to be our official movement and our official community, the Action Tribe Energy Circle, my7chakras.com forward slash waitlist. I really enjoyed connecting with you. Have a nice day and I'll talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to my 7 Chakras at my7chakras.com that is my s e v e n chakras.com